Hi, I'm Sarah Noble, your host for the Modern Day Intuitive Podcast. For over 25 years, I've been on a spiritual journey, searching, learning, expanding, and growing. I've traveled the world, led by my heart, on a quest to know myself so that I can support others. This podcast was created from my deep desire to help you connect with your intuition and to inspire you to create a life where the impossible becomes possible and you live into your sacred dreams and desires. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show today. Another great reading for you as we are already (laughs) a couple months into the year. It really is incredible to me how time is just moving and the invitation to really have a different relationship with time and to see time for what it is and recognize that the linear structure of time really is here to support us and helps us navigate our day to day. And yet the true marker of time is cyclical and that everything is now. Everything is always now in this moment. So I encourage you and invite you to really dive deep into your understanding of time and how it reflects in your reality. It really is a wild and magical exploration. So let's dive into our call today. Alessandra is here with us. She has a few new projects she's bringing to the world and is wondering what possible financial blocks could be getting in the way of her purpose. So through her reading, we talk about how we hold our money trauma in our physical bodies and it shows up as pain and what we can do about that. We talk about how your unconscious patterns run in the background and influence your daily actions. So it's vitally important to pick those apart, to really get to know them so that you can see where these patterns show up in all areas of your life. Typically, in my experience, if it's showing up in one place, it's going to show up in multiple places. And it's such a beautiful key to your freedom when you can notice that pattern and then you can do something with it. We look at the concepts of overgiving and undergiving and bringing them into Aini or right relationship. And we talk a lot about caring for yourself as an act of devotion to your path forward and to your purpose. So enjoy this really beautiful winding reading with Alessandra. I love you. Hi, Alessandra. Welcome to the podcast. How can I help you today? Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for this experience. I'm really looking forward to it. I was wondering if you happen to have any insights in terms of whether there's some financial blocks that may be getting in the way of the full development of my current life purpose. I can elaborate more. Yeah, tell me a little more. So there are a few projects that I've released into the world, one of which is coming out next week. And It's been a beautiful journey of getting to know myself and overcoming along the way so many different steps of going from a corporate environment where it's quite easy to work for others when you have a certain personality type and it's quite easy to make others shine. And then when you are representing yourself and bringing something that is really, in a sense, you are the product, even though maybe not directly you are, but in this case, it would be books. I'm proud of what I've been able to do and putting it together and not accepting 
financial support from questionable sources. And although it was high amount, I said no to it. So I've been doing this with my savings, essentially. And it's almost reached a time and a point where at some point that will need to be a consideration. So I wonder if there is something that might be stopping the progress or perhaps time hasn't passed enough for us to know that answer in terms of the direction that I'm taking. Yeah, thank you. So as I follow what you're saying, and I have some sensations happening in my body, and one of those is a buzzing in my feet where they rest on the ground, and the other one is a lot of heat in my lower back around my pelvis. And oftentimes, right, our financial concerns affect our lower back. This is the area that we hold our money trauma, let's say. So do you experience any discomfort or anything in your lower back, in your pelvis? What's your physical connection to that? So as of right now, no. However, about three and a half years ago, I got a herniated disc like in my lower back. So that was, and I didn't get an operation. So I've been able to manage it, like live my life normally. Now I'm able to do exercise and everything. But it was at the time that this all started. So when I started the journey into discovering myself and learning healing, self-healing and primarily through meditation and everything. And I think I was letting go of the old world without really even realizing that was happening and bringing in all this new stuff. And then a lot of responsibilities were weighing on me anyway. And that triggered a herniated disc over the summer. So it took some time to heal and for a little while, it was hard to like fully lie down. So it is something that I live with, but not presently inflamed. And I'm hearing you correctly when you said that as you started on this journey is when this happened, they coincided? About six months into it. Okay. I mean, if we're going to be technical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so incredible, like the wisdom of our body and how it tries to get our attention. And here you are back then starting on this new journey, really going for it, right? Using your savings, starting out on a new path, really following the path of your heart. And the body steps up and says, hey, well, hold on here. We've got some things to look at. And the way that I see that is it's really a gift that your body is here saying, hey, help me. We need to focus on this area because here you are wanting to move forward and spirit wants to support you on this journey. And yet there's a part of our body where we're still experiencing restriction in this area. Let's look at this so that then we can move forward. It comes online to help us with our dreams And so it's really important that we include it, right? It's not a coincidence to me that this happened as you're starting your path. I don't know, did you at the time or through your journey make any connections with this? I did. Basically, at the time that this all happened, I was, and it's something I'm prone to. At the time, I was like, I guess, overextending myself in a variety of different directions primarily through driving hours away to different places to help people or be there for my family. And then I was also dating someone who lived a little bit far away and not really the best match for me. And I think I was 
taking life quite serious, like a little too seriously and just carrying a lot of burden of responsibility. And this person that I was dating, it culminated like with this back situation. And my friend at the time was like, do you think that your body's trying to tell you something about this person? And I was like, fair. So I correlated it a little bit with with what was happening at that present time, which was I really overextended myself for a lot of people. And the day that this really came impossible to ignore, like I had to go to the hospital. I think I was like going to drive four hours to go to someone else's mother-in-law's funeral. And it was like really not necessary for me to be there. But that was kind of how I felt about life. Like I have to be there for this person. I have to be there for that person. I have to, which is a lesson that I have later on really learned from in ceremony, which is, you know, you can't heal everyone else. You can only heal yourself. So that's what I attribute to back pain. Like if I refeel it, I bring it back to have I taken care of myself first? Am I holding on to too much responsibility, which doesn't need to be so heavy for me? Yeah, thank you for sharing that. The word that's dropping in is overgiving. Do you relate to that? Yes. And I feel that kind of like how black and white are both colors, like undergiving and overgiving can sometimes go together. Like I think I overgive. And then I snap and then I'm like, I need myself. And then I just kind of create the boundaries and close the borders. And that really just happened like over Christmas break for a month, I was taking care of children, my grandma, more children, like literally I didn't really have a holiday. So it's come up again. (laughs) So yeah, it came up over Christmas break and then did like a three week hibernation here at home to catch up on what I was trying to pull together for myself. So yeah, it does apply. Yeah. So what I see in your words is this pattern, right? Of you overgive and then you have to shut down and in your words, undergive. How do you see this pattern connected to what you're doing now with this new project that you have being released? I see it. I'm struggling to find the words, but I see what you mean very interesting. Perhaps I will feel like a current of electricity within me. Like it'll resonate with me, you know, when you're working on something and when you're doing mostly admin, you're like, or setting up a website or whatever, like that's regular stuff. But then sometimes I'll like reread something or re-listen to a meditation and I will feel like, oh, this is why I'm doing this. Like this really helped me again right now. Like, so I'll feel this charge of, I understand my purpose. This is where I was supposed to be right now. And I'll get quite excited. And then I realize that not everybody is interested or open or ready to receive. And that's totally fine. And now it's certainly gotten much better to the point where I've, like you said, I've done the opposite. So with the first book that I published, I was like getting everybody involved. And I got really offended when my best friend didn't respond. And when she basically never really acknowledged that, I mean, it's kind of had a impact on us. And now with the second book, I was just like, okay, whatever. I just won't tell anybody. (laughs) Like I made, I don't care. Like I don't want to be disappointed by people. So it's like, I tried really, really hard in the first instance. And now I'm kind of like, I just wrote it in my newsletter and like, people were like, you wrote a book. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, you guys even care in a way that's kind of maybe deep down what I wished I could have said out loud. I just said, yeah, it's like having a second kid. You don't really tell anybody, but maybe deep down I was 
reacting in such a way because not that I didn't get an amazing, I really got so much blessings from the world and people reading it. Like it actually was fantastic how that all worked out. It just hurt me when specific people, like that didn't even count in the statistics how that reaction was. So then it just kind of made me shut down. Yeah. So seeing this wise pattern in you that is protecting you and is playing out in your life. And do you see it in other parts of your life currently where you might be doing the same pattern? Mm, Maybe in my love life, in my like dating life. Because I tend to be like very, very all about something. And then I do get cold rather quickly rather than experiencing uncertainty. If I see symptoms, which is not the fault of the next new person, but if I see symptoms of something that reminds me of something in the past, I'll just maybe shy away from from trying that hard again. I think we're going to go back to the overcaring. So in the past, maybe I would have tried that and then it didn't work so well. So then I'm like, okay, let's avoid that energy expense altogether. Yeah. So in this new light and this new thread of seeing this pattern playing, if you were to come back to where we started with our question, right, of can this project financially support you? Is there a need for a newer path or do you see anything different? I mean, fundamentally, it's all about trust and trusting in in ourselves and in what we feel is right in that moment. And in this moment, I do feel like what I'm doing is in alignment with what I need to be doing. But perhaps my human self may be sabotaging along the way with this pattern in the sense that it's about having like a balance or like a center and not overworking and not necessarily underworking and not underestimating something before it's come out, not starting it off with that energy, but really having like a fresh new perspective every single time and giving the present moment a chance to be its own unique experience. Yeah. If you were to look at the wisdom, because all of these parts of us in these patterns, our stories, our conditioning that we tell ourselves, they hold so much wisdom about who we are, where we're going, what's in the way. When you think about yourself in that more, let's say in the contracted state, right? The undergiving, I just shut everything down because it's too much. What do you need most in that moment? What do I need most in that moment? Mm-hmm. Like if you bring that idea to mind of where you have to shut down. Oh, well, I mean, personally, I love it. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. I freaking love it. I just sit in my covers and I do my meditations and I eat my amazing food and watch like spiritual universal YouTube videos. And I create this little world for myself. Sometimes I even wonder, no offense, if I am autistic. And sometimes I'm like, wow, I'm really enjoying hibernating for 10 days in a row. I mean, it's a lot. Although I recently discovered that from human design, this is natural for me. So I'm trying to put together all these modalities and somehow figure out a human silver lining to it. 
So ultimately, what do I feel? I love it. I love it. It does get old after three days. Then I go out and see friends and I feel the value of going to the nail salon and communicating with new people and strangers. And I always maintain my other appointments. I have some networking stuff that's ongoing, but I mostly feel like, finally, it's just me. (laughs) Like that's how I feel. Finally, I can reset. Finally, I can hear my own thoughts. That's the relief, is being able to hear my own thoughts. Yeah, and really be with yourself. Mm-hmm. So what do you think motivates you to overgive? When someone asks me specifically for something, I feel maybe there's a reason they've come to me. Because it's never like unsolicited necessarily. I mean, sometimes I've noticed and, and of course offered to help. But when it's these kind of like overextending situations, such as the one that I just recently went through, in that particular case, the person was like, they had nothing. Like they had to fire their nanny. They were working full time, single mom, and like literally had no one to ask. And she's done so much for me, like so much. And I know she would do it for me. That in that situation, I just didn't even consider my own needs. Because also I love her kids, and but it turned out to be like a lot and had a huge strain on our friendship. And it was two weeks and getting up at seven and cooking and cleaning and taking care of three kids, driving them around and still trying to maintain my own projects was an intense crash course into parenthood that I wasn't expecting. (laughs) If anyone else had asked me, I would have said no, but because this person didn't have anyone, I think that's what it is. If a person truly doesn't have anyone and I can do it, I know deep down that like physically I'm capable. Maybe I skip over the part where I ask myself, am I able, like fully able to give when my cup is maybe just not so full? Yeah. And again, such a beautiful part of you that wants to rush out and help and support and be there, even at the expense of your own serenity. And I was serene. I mean, the kids are, I love kids, you know, we were laughing and giggling all the time, but it was also like 6.30 a.m., make the pancakes, like drive them to school, pick them up, make the lunch, make the snack, get them to the next class, take over, bring the friend here, bring the friend there. It was like never shutting down until 10.30 p.m., in a very small space. But I would say, yeah, it was more like my energy, like my serenity was ever present. But after a certain point, it was like, I couldn't hear my own thoughts. Once again, everybody wanted a piece of me constantly. (laughs) And I felt depleted and also unrecognized. Yeah, I'm a mom and I very much relate to what you're saying. It's just always on and there's a lot of joy and there's so much love and there's all the things and it's constant. There's no time for your thoughts. It's crazy. It must be such a brain expansion just for survival. I mean, brain and heart, you know, of course they go hand in hand, but yeah, much respect (laughs) for having experienced that. Yeah, it's life-changing. You definitely change your identity in those moments, right? 
I will say that in this particular situation, this person's house was under renovation. So we were only sharing about like one kitchen where there was a couch, which I was sleeping on. And then there was the kids room and the bathroom. Everything else was unlivable and full of boxes. So it was a really difficult to eat. <laughs> like it was truly no space to be alone. So I think it was even more concentrated, made it even harder. I don't know if it makes it any different having extra space, but I would think if kids can run around a little far away sometimes, like maybe it can be good for everybody involved. It was tough. Yeah, that is an extreme situation. Having kids and all that you've shared, that's not typical. <laughs> Let's say like you definitely were, I will validate that you were in a difficult situation, a challenging situation maybe, right? Even amongst all the goodness of it. So I'd love to bring this together for you because we came in talking about a project, your financial security, and here we are talking about an experience that you just went through that seemingly might not be connected. And yet the thread they see in there is back to this part of overgiving and undergiving and how you tend to get ping-ponged between the two. And in the Andean traditions, there's a word Aini that I talk about a lot on this podcast. And Aini is everything in right relationship. And it's where the giving and the receiving become so equal and balanced that you can no longer see where one ends and the other one begins. And this is where we're intended to live in right relationship with everything in our life. And yeah, it's, it's a beautiful teaching. And I'd love to ask you, what do you see related to where you're in this pattern, in this process of bringing this project forward and thinking about possible new paths forward? And like, what is the dream of your heart? What would you really love? And how is this pattern keeping you from it? It feels like, you know, when you're sifting, you have a sifter for flour and a cake, things are trickling through, right? Like opportunities are still arriving and magical moments happen where I think of something and then a couple days later, I'm called to be a speaker and it's like, wow, that's so fun. However, the speaking opportunity is not paid, which is fine. You start off that way. But it feels like there's like something in the sifter that's preventing all of the flour from coming through to make the cake. <laughs> like, So I guess it's like, if I were to go back to what I heard myself say when we first started talking, which was that it's much harder to work for yourself than it is to work for others. I mean, in my case, from my unique cocktail of lessons to learn, I would say that I've been able to externalize that in a good way, like productively through the actions and the material, what needed to happen to get the books done. But when it comes to the full transformation, which includes 360 degrees of myself, I'm still not fully taking care of myself. So I'm still doing that with others outside. And then I become rather possessive of my working time, which then ends up 
taking up all of my time from me too. So definitely this I me concept is not so free flowing in the present moment. It's more staccato. Like everything feels like it's not flowing just fully all the way. And it should probably start as it always does within. So for example, right now, like in a concrete way, I should just do my laundry and make my house look really nice for me and not worry about anything other than doing those things that would make me feel good. The things I was doing for my friend's house, right? Like making sure her dishes were done every 10 hours because it had to be constantly done. I don't do that for myself, but I live alone. So I have a different standard of pressure when it comes to that. But simple things like that. Yeah, bringing in more love for yourself, more care, attention, the same way that you give to others, really showering yourself with that. Like I'm really good at getting massages and getting my nails done and whatever form of (laughs) outsourced attention I'm capable. But the love that comes from the enjoyment of cleaning your own countertop, like I can count the times that have happened for me on one hand. <laughs> like I don't have that muscle developed where I enjoy those little things, you know, which is a beautiful, harmonious state to be in because I have reached it at times. It's a whole other podcast, but I didn't really grow up with a lot of examples of that. So I'm learning every day how to be domestic for me. But I think if I fully embrace that kind of self-love, which is also longer-term self-love rather than, here's $50, please give me a message. Are you getting anything else? Because this is what I'm getting, but I don't know. No, I'm just listening to the beauty in your words and this remembering of how important you are and that these small acts of kindness towards yourself change things. Like you're prioritizing yourself and the place that you live and your time and you know how to do it because you were talking before about being snuggled in your bed and listening to meditations and all of this is part of it. It's just really recognizing where you become out of balance with that and then have to kind of go into this mode of shutting everything down. And I think the process is where you become in the flow of you are still giving because it's beautiful to give, right? Like for your friend, for you, for all the people that you're helping for the world, but also not letting it become so far out of balance that you are sacrificing yourself in order to give. And that's that place for you that it feels is going to be the most rewarding when you start to practice this and really lean into being devoted to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It just sounds so simple and yet... Again, also with the cleaning, like I had a cleaning lady coming every week and this part of my life didn't emerge. It didn't show up to me as something I was missing. You know, of course, it's nice when someone cleans everything for you perfectly because then you can really just focus on meditating and doing everything. But somehow a few things went missing. I just said I don't need the help anymore. And so now suddenly it's like, okay, well, you're not really holding your house together very well. on your own. And so it came up like, but maybe it needed to come up this way so I could make this realization and learn a little bit better how to maintain things every day rather than over cleaning one day and then waiting two weeks for the next time you do it. 
and similar to overgiving and then not doing anything for a long time and just finding consistency and like you said like honoring a relationship with myself which is entirely what I talk about in the books and I feel that in some ways of course I've been able to do that but there's these final pieces that are very human so ethereal but really just root chakra stuff that are also very important to grow and develop on and create that foundation yeah and so often right we're here to learn the very thing that we're also here to teach mm. i can only imagine it would help the teachings i would hope it's <laughs> <laughs> a, a nice little symbiotic mm. correlation out there mm. yeah yeah. Well, what are you taking away from our call today? A lot, a lot. Gratitude, first of all, infinite gratitude to you and to whatever orchestrated this conversation to happen. And in the direct sense of the question, I'm going to clear out my table. I'm going to go through my papers and get rid of some clutter and give myself a nice shower and really spend some time with me. Maybe I'll write. Of course, I wrote a couple of books, but I haven't written to myself in a few weeks. And that's something that I, that I enjoy doing. Yeah, just taking it easy and not forcing so much pressure on certain moments, but just rather maintaining a consistent, steady flow where I'm not necessarily slowing down or going faster in myself. I can still be, in fact, I probably will feel even more alive, but everything around will be calmer and more organized and clearer. I'm such a under pressure kind of person, like I thrive under pressure and, but it's in every single moment. I don't think life is about the average mean. Life is about each individual data point and how can you maximize it? Each moment determines the next one and this is the ABCs, and yet we miss them. We miss them when we don't catch ourselves falling into these patterns. Until you can see it, it's very, very hard to see you have that pattern. So thank you for showing me that this is a pattern. I always thought it was a strength, actually, to be able to perform under pressure. But honestly, it's not working so well. <laughs> not really working so well. But it comes to my day-to-day well-being. And sometimes it's as simple as reshifting your well-being and your inner world is entirely what determines the outer world on every level. And so I've been so focused on the external world and social media and all this stuff and like being consistent with the posting. Okay, but am I consistent with what's happening in my little apartment? and my heart and myself. Thank you. Does this feel like an okay place to land? Absolutely. It's fantastic. Thank you for being here today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. To learn more about connecting with your dreams and your intuition so that you can create a life full of possibilities, visit me at www.sarahnoble.com and see how we can create magic together. 
A big thank you from my heart to yours for making the planet a better place for us all.